Welcome to Well Played, a podcast on all things playful and joyous. Well Played's goal is to have conversations to help educators see and understand the power of play by making learning immersive and fun. On today's episode, I have Adam back for some more fun on the show. We're talking about a topic that I love. We're talking about using video trailers in our games. Uh, this can be a really powerful piece, uh, and there can be so many ways to use these. But before we get too into it, let's introduce ourselves. Uh, Adam? Uh, Adam Bold. I'm a eighth grade social studies teacher and been gamifying for the past couple of years now. And uh, trailer videos are definitely one of my favorite parts, making those and really getting kids to buy into the different things we're doing in their units. Awesome. I am Michael Matera, author of Explore Like a Pirate, uh, using game, game-inspired game course design you know, to really motivate and inspire students to do better. Uh, I absolutely love this topic of using video trailers, something I like to play around with, kind of a hobby of mine, so I'm really excited to dive into this with Adam. Uh, all right, so maybe we should start right off the bat, like... When do you use one of these? Like, what does it mean to do a video trailer? Yeah, um, I definitely use them at the throughout the year at different points. I'll use them to introduce a unit, use them at the beginning of the school year, like day one. My kids come in the room, the lights are off, and I've got my projector on with the video up there with a countdown as the bell is about to ring and it starts as the bell rings day one and then I'll use it to intro um, units like I said so if we're getting into the civil war I'll have that uh, game elements brought into the video that tie the game and the content together for the students nice so c- kind of a, a wet your appetite a little bit but also a little bit of a preview yeah yeah that's nice how long would you say your average trailer is when these teachers are thinking about this yeah, so if it's an intro, um, three to five minutes at most. I try to never go over the five-minute mark because when I just kind of whet the appetite, get the kids interested and excited about what's going to be happening and coming, um, I'll usually tease our boss battle that will be the end of the unit within the trailer in some way, but try to keep it short and sweet. Well, that's nice, kind of linking your 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 units together there. Yeah. Um, so I would agree. So for my video trailers, I'm looking at no more than five minutes because honestly, none of us, these aren't full production videos. So they're, yeah. while they're pretty cool, I mean, you go over five minutes and it's, I mean, you are just sort of looking at still images and some text on the screen. Yeah. So um, five minutes can be a long time. Uh, yeah. But my experience is students love these things. I mean, it's, if you have the time, it's worth creating a little intro video. Um, and Adam and I both do very large year-long games. And we both yeah. have video trailers that kick those off. Uh, and that's really kind of fun. I don't necessarily have one per unit or anything like that. But you totally could do. It sounds like, Adam, you've done... You've, yeah, I try to. I mean, it doesn't always happen, but um, I try to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these video trailers, I mean, just like a movie, right? They, they really amp it up. They, they bring a lot of the theme of the game to life, right? And, and at least for us where we're doing these year long games, but even if you're doing, you know, a two week unit, three week unit game, it can really bring that theme out, right? Cause you are just in our classrooms, right? The, 
the difference yeah. being my classroom to Adam's classroom to yours, the listener's classroom is very little, but these little elements that can just get the mind excited and kind of paint that picture that you're in this tense moment or this, this epic battle's about to happen, you know, or that you're at this shipwrecked island, whatever, those trailers can really paint that, that picture. And, and, and it has epic music always, at least in mine. Yeah. Yeah. I tried, I try, um, <laughs> gotta try to find those free sound effects somewhere. Um, but one of like, one of my favorite things to do is I, we watch CNN student news every uh, day. And when I'm, when I do a breakout box in one of my units, I'll splice in like a glitch effect towards the end of the CNN. And I use a hologram effect from iMovie. And so the kids can't tell it's necessarily me on the screen. And then I intro the weave, the uh, breakout box to them. And they're all sitting there like freaking out. The first time I did it, I had a kid being like, ISIS is taking over CNN student, like freaking out that like a terrorist like attack was going on. Um, but then they just get so much more into it because there's that extra buy-in from the video. And then they're sitting there trying to figure out if it was me or if it was somebody else like for the video. I like the War of the Worlds sort of reference there, the... You know, where kids assume the news is telling them the truth kind of thing. Yeah. Our world's falling apart. Um, that's awesome. I, I also, you hinted at another one too. Using these trailers to build upon experiences that you already do in the class or these popular things that are out there, right? You could build a trailer you mentioned for like a breakout EDU. Awesome. I love breakout EDUs and they are already an immersive experience that gets the whole class out of their seats and excited. Man, if you could launch that breakout EDU with a with an intro video, oh, it's only it's only that much greater buy-in. There's a that it's that human connection. Like you now really need to solve this breakout, right? Because yeah. you, you you feel that that pressure point. And in that gamified class, you can really connect the breakout box to more elements in your class too, as well as this yeah. theme of this trailer. Um, and you could also use a trailer to amp up really any other activity. Like I'm thinking about, I, I don't do this per se, but you could do one. You talked about your boss battles. Um, you could be running a Kahoot even, just a normal Kahoot. But you could build this preview up that like this big battle's coming. You're going to use the tool of Kahoot to like run the battle. But but the theme yeah. of it is that you know we're trying to destroy this or earn enough points to to defeat this boss or whatever the case may be. And you can build that into the trailer and just again, amp that excitement up. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing that trailers do is it just, the kids get so much more excited. I, I don't know if it's that they see like I'm getting excited by making these things or what it is about them, but the kids just get so much more amped for whatever's to come after the trailer. Yeah. And these trailers, I mean, we should probably like break down some of the ways that we, build these trailers yeah um there's quite a bit of tools out there to be used for trailer creation um i think one of the ones both of us use is iMovie so if you have if you have a mac there are some mac specific tools that would be really great um iMovie is super simple to use uh, yeah it's so user friendly i mean i learned how to do it in high school and i've never stopped i kind of got addicted yeah and also, additionally, if you have an iPhone or an uh, iPad, you can use iMovie on there, and they actually even have a trailer function with inside that, so it's just kind of dragging and dropping some images, some other videos. Um, you could build one pretty quick on that, you know, just down and dirty, but 
you can get that up and running literally in a prep period if you wanted to. Yeah. Another another one I use, uh, and it's I would not suggest you start here, but if if you've been using iMovie and you kind of kind of take it to that next level, there's Final Cut Pro. Uh, this one costs some money, so it's a little pricey. But Mac just released a really cool educator package around it. So normally that's two hundred bucks, which is a lot of money. Uh, the educator package is still two hundred bucks, but you end up getting four or maybe even five tools that all separately are two to three hundred dollars individually. Now you're getting all five tools for two hundred, uh, but that one allows you to do. It's kind of iMovie Plus. So they let you really edit more regions and move things around, and it can be really nice. Uh, so, or if you have a grant, that'd be a good one to use. Now you use yeah. another one that I don't use. We We Video. Yeah, yeah, I use We Video. It's a web-based video editor, and it's. I would say it's like it's iMovie with some gloves on. It has some limitations, but what's nice about it for me is it works with Google, so it's easy, really easy to then if I even I'll at times make my movies in iMovie and then upload them to my WeVideo account, so I can put them on like my Google Classroom. Um, my students use WeVideo a lot when they're making videos and things like that. Um, it's it's got a decent editor. You can cut clips. You can put clips in. You can do still images, words, um, all those basic things. It just lacks some of this, um, the more like special effects, like the filters and those kind of things. But it gets the job done for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's nice because that's platform agnostic, right? Like anybody, yeah. any of our listeners could use that today and go out there. Um, and there's a free version. Nice. I will, I mean, I am a huge supporter of Macs, though. I will say if you're in the market for a new computer and you're deciding whether to plunk down the higher cost for the Mac, I think it's so worth it when you think about the tools you get with it. You know, from the iMovie to I use Pages for all my items and other, even my worksheets or whatever I'm doing in my class, I use Pages. Uh, and then uh, some of these other tools that are going for this sort of video creation it's just awesome. Uh, you talked about doing some distortion. I have a video where I needed this like computery voice and I used GarageBand to like record me saying what I wanted to say, but you couldn't tell it was me after I did all the yeah. playing around with it and kids loved it. I mean, right. It, it just got them into this, this feel, this world. Uh, and you were able to transport them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm in the same camp as you. I, I'm a Mac person all the way. I, use Mac everything. Um, but school's Google, so it kind of at times lean towards some of that stuff. But personal use, I would go Mac 100%. Yeah, it's just, I think it's just worth it. But keeping more to the point of the show here with um, yeah. trailers and what you guys can do, Another some other tools that aren't necessarily for the direct creation of the video, but things that we've used to help add to the video, like my example of GarageBand, being able to edit the voice. There is a uh, there's a place that I, or a website I use to grab some video clips from YouTube. So if I want to have some video, I did a I did a trailer for one of my elective classes, which was based on the Cold War, and so I wanted some video footage of the Cold War ending. Like I wanted somebody from CNN saying, you know, like blah blah, blah this is happening. 
So I found some on YouTube, and then I used this site called Keepvid, and so it's just K-E-E-P-V-I-D, and what you can do is you can paste in the link of the video from YouTube, and you're allowed to download that content, and then you can drop it in something like iMovie, cut it down to just the, like, for me, five, six seconds of somebody in CNN saying, you know, today, this day, tanks take the streets of Moscow, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it adds that like element of realism, right? Here's a real CNN anchor saying that it really helped paint the picture. Almost the rest of the video is just some pictures and text that I move around, but that really set the tone. So keep vids a really good one. Uh, and then you mentioned yeah. sound. I mean, sound is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll use sound and visual effects. Um, and I, I try to not have to pay for stuff when I'm making these trailers cause they are kind of an add on, but, um, there's, I just Google whatever type of effect I'm looking for. So if I want like an explosion sound effect, I'll type in explosion sound effect um, sound clip and it comes up. And I was just looking, I found the website I use primarily is footagecrate.com. And it's just all these free video effects and sound effects. And some of them you have to pay for, some of them are free. And then they're just things you can add on to and overlay on your videos or still images that give it some of that extra life. Um, like I mentioned, the glitch effect. That's, that's where I found the effect I used for that, where it just gives it that distortion and cuts into the other videos, essentially just a transition effect. But um, it just gives it, again, some of that authenticity and creates that world. That's awesome. So are those things that, like, are they plugins for iMovie, or are those sounds? Like, you talked about it being a transition so you download it, and it's it's either a sound clip or a video clip that you can then just put into iMovie or Wii Video or Final Cut and put it on a different layer so it's oh, over it. whatever, whatever you want it to be over. Got it. Awesome. Uh, one of the tips I would have, I don't know if you do this, but as you get into these trailer creation, I'd strongly suggest organizing some of that stuff into some folders. Because like that transition you're talking about sounds awesome. You're probably going to use it again at some point. Instead of having to re-go on the entire internet and find where's that awesome transition, you know, have a folder that's like your video creation folder. And yeah. then inside that, here are some cool transitions. Here's some sounds. You know you're going to need another explosion someday. Throw it in there. Um, it makes right. it, it makes It makes it so you can just pump these videos out a lot faster if you start to have your own bank of good stuff. Yeah, and especially, like, how, like, my game has the spy theme. Like, all my stuff is going to be kind of connected to that in some way for my videos. So they, they fit in multiple places. So I try to keep track of all that stuff. Because if I have, like, a plasma blast for the sci-fi thing, I'm probably going to want that in multiple videos at some point in time. Yeah. I One that I saved uh, for a lot of mine, I loved, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, in that movie, right, like you always hear it, they, they had those teletypes where like information was coming in. It was just that. Um, and I found a really good loop of that and I downloaded that. So a lot of mine, like play that as like text is coming across the screen and it just adds that little tinge of realism. Right. You know, and it, it's, ma it makes it feel like somebody's typing as you're watching. Yeah. It's amazing how just that little bit of sound in that right moment can change that. So, you know, when you guys are building your videos, don't, don't forget some, you know, don't just put a text on the screen with an awesome epic sound. If you can, if you have these tools that allow you to drop in a few extra sound effects, 
you know, take that moment to find three or four sound effects and throw them in your video at the right moment. And I would say too, like, don't be afraid to explore like what iMovie, Final Cut, Wii Video, they do have like some library, like explore those first because you never know what you might find in there that might be useful. Because I know I found some sound clips. I think it was like, um, like a car starting for like a video where I wanted it to be like an engine. And so like it worked out perfectly and I didn't have to do any extra work. It was just clicking a couple buttons. Mm-hmm. Another good tool for uh, audio editing that's free and platform agnostic is Audacity. Audacity is kind of a free uh, garage band, if you will. Has a few less features, has some actual more features as well. There are some things that it does better. Uh, and you can play around that with that. So if you need to distort some audio or cut an audio clip down, um, some of the, the keep vid that I was telling you about for YouTube, one of the options you have is to just download the audio. So if you just need the audio track and then you want with audacity to sort of trim it down to just the little bit of audio you need, that's another great tool to use for trimming the audio. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the audio, um, I always try to amp it up to make it loud. It's kind of one of my, for my, my class, the louder it gets, the more excited they get. Some of, some of my neighboring teachers get annoyed with me at times, but the kids get into it and that's my, that's my end game. So I always try to amp up my sound effects. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes bigger is better. Yeah. Uh, another sound one that I wanted to suggest for the video as well, I guess this one could work for side quests or a project is one called Soundtrap. I don't know if you've ever heard of Soundtrap. I have not. So Soundtrap is the Google Docs of audio. Uh, It clicks into Google, so your kids can sign in with just their Google accounts, and then they can have multiple people editing an audio file at the same time. So if you want to have kids create a podcast together, they could be at their own houses editing the same sound, you know, recording what they want to say, answering questions, and then tie it all together and hit export. Uh, so that one's Soundtrap. Um, I know it's kind of popular out there with my kids. I use Flipgrid all the time. Um, it's a good way to get them started with making videos too because I do, by the end of the year, have my kids making green screen videos and things like that themselves. So Flipgrid's a good starting point for that too. I know everybody's kind of been flipgridded to death at this point it's kind of blown up a little bit but it's <laughs> def it's it's awesome it is a great tool uh with all these trailers that we're talking about really at the heart of it uh for me it's about sort of advertising what you're doing for, for the students right it's about positioning in their mind i have to tell you i my first degree was in advertising i love i find that to be a powerful tool in education is to think about, you know, selling an idea or a concept to students. And with that said, I know we're talking about trailers here, but don't forget to use other opportunities to market your course in the students' minds. I'm a big proponent of making backgrounds for my computer that have to do with my course content, activities we're doing in class. And then for my projector, like that's the background that they're all looking at, right? So... It's, again, just another opportunity you have. I mean, that's valuable real estate. If we were yeah. to sell that to Coca-Cola, they would love to buy your background of your projector. Why aren't we using the background of our projectors to do that same thing? Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, 
my biggest thing is selling my content. Social studies sometimes, like, for my students, at least isn't the most exciting thing in the world. So the more I can amp it up, the more I can sell it to them. Um, kind of that subliminal messaging, like, it is cool. Like, check it out. You want to learn about this. Uh, the, the better off I end up being. So Yeah. yeah. If you guys are looking to build your own backgrounds, uh, I find one of the easiest tools to use is a uh, presentation software. I happen to use Keynote because I'm a Mac person, but again, PowerPoint would do this and Google Slides would do this. Um, just those are going to automatically be exported in 16 by 9 kind of widescreen. And so anything you put there in there is going to look HD and that's what the background of your computer is going to look like. So... I build them in PowerPoint, or sorry, Keynote, and then you have an export feature where you can export as images, and then each slide's an image, and then it doesn't take me long to literally, I mean, one half an hour prep period, I can probably make 20 different backgrounds, and then I rotate that for the unit. So are you using, like, st are you making your own images, or are you just kind of pulling those from someplace? It depends, like, for my World War One. Uh, elective. I mean, I just Googled, you know, World War One photos, and you just get being a history teacher, right? You just get a boatload yeah. of awesome World War One black and white shots, and then you threw that, and then I tried to have like one, you know, kind of like Nike's, just do it. Like, can I say something really concise that fits the picture and the class content? You know. Yeah. So, and again, I mean, I'm I'm big in sort of motivating the students, so a lot of times it might be something like make an impact, right? So it's it's literally telling them, you're going to be in this yeah. role in a little bit. How are you going to make that impact? So it, it both excites them, it's historical, but it's, it's also... Still, it's that tease, yeah. Yeah, that tease. So that's, and that's really what we're talking about, is just teasing, teasing people about getting into our <laughs> class and getting the kids excited. Yeah. Uh, whether you do that in video format, images, or kind of the whole lot. Uh, these trailers have been great. Uh, yeah, another thing I've done is, like, buying props for my classroom, and that's been huge for me. Like, I've got two of, like, the old-school, like, Greek-looking pillars that you'd find at, like, the Capitol building framing my whiteboard because it's U.S. history. So, like, nice. So like making that like that or, like, a time machine for the door so, like, you're traveling back in time when you come into class. Simple, but, again, it's just that little bit extra that really kind of can pull a kid in. Yeah, so... I'm trying to think of other ways I've used videos in the past. Yeah. And these props, I mean, like you talked about green screen, those props can be good elements in a video as well. Uh, I did a video. This wasn't really a trailer. They had finished their test and they did a great job. It was a huge test. They blew it out of the water. I thought it would be fun to do some big data around the test. So, you know, I added up, like, how many questions. If I gave X number of tests and there was X number of questions on the test, that means as a whole grade they answered whatever, you know, 5,000 yeah. questions. And, you know, they got this many points correct. So I was like, holy cow, you know, like, together you earned, you know, whatever. You get the idea. And then yeah. I thought, well, let's awesome. do that in video format. So, I mean, I it was just a fun thing to play as, like, a celebratory, like, you guys nailed this and we played this basically the start of the next unit so like congratulations on the last unit. look what you guys did i'm so proud of you i couldn't do i couldn't not do this i had to build this video right so you're yeah. kind of complimenting them like we could have just moved on to the next unit like good job you all got you know 
A minuses on your test. That's amazing. But like instead, I took that time to watch this five minute video that breaks that data down, compliments them. And it was a great message to sort of start the next unit. Like now let's do it again, you know? Right. But yeah, I, I've, yeah, that's, I mean, that's an awesome way to do it. I think that again, it's that motivating kids, like using it as a powerful message sender. Yeah. I mean, video, video inspires. We know that about people when you see something and hear something and you got the music, the video, the audio of like what people are saying, like that connects to us on a different level than me just saying, great job on the last unit. Right. Uh, it's going to be different in that video. So these videos play a unique role and it's something that I don't think we always capitalize on. It does take time. So like you said, you don't get around to making one necessarily every unit. That's your goal. But I think it's a worthy goal and something we should think about setting ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, I also, I, I also think it's powerful to have kids make these type of videos. Um, towards the end of my unit, I have kids make trailers for what they learned about or do you like the common craft style video. So I think it's a powerful motivator too when you put the camera in the kids' hands and have them make it too for you. Yeah, and after watching a year of, you know, you making them and having them out there, they get, one, how powerful it is, but two, some good stylistic choices. Yeah. You mentioned Common Craft video. We didn't talk about that yet. That's the yeah. kind That's the kind where you, like, film it's down. It's like the paper, yeah. You, you the film paper down. Cutouts. Yeah. What a great activity. I, I did that with my students, and they love it, you know. Uh, and and kind of low-tech, but kind of cool. Like right. it's low tech meets high tech at the same time. Uh, you yeah, just... I've got kids putting iPads on te- on stacks of textbooks to create their, <laughs> like to create their base for it with like a masking tape square, and then they're just moving what they've made like in and out of the square. It's all, it's funny to watch them go. They get so serious about it too. But yeah, it's for those of you that haven't that or don't know what Common Craft Video is. It, it is just this. Your whole storyline is just these paper cutouts of people, places, objects, you know, whatever you want to put in the screen, but you're you're literally just filming the table and you're sliding things in and out of frame and then doing voiceover to, to what's being present in, in the screen. Uh, so really, anybody can do it. You don't really have to do video editing, but at the same time, it does have to be well mapped out and planned. So, you know, this is a rigorous assignment with a low-tech uh, overhead, which sometimes tech can take over. Like you're spending more time teaching them how to use the tool than you are teaching them the content. Yeah. This, this, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope you guys, you know, think about using videos in your classes. Think about picking up some of these tools or checking out these tools. We video iMovie if you're on a Mac, you know, again, if you have an iPhone or an iPod, or iPad, uh, you know, using that tool. Some of these other ones, Audacity, Flipgrid, Sound, Soundtrap, Audacity. These are all great ones. Uh, before we end, though, Adam, we got to do reflection time. Yeah. All right, so here, here's, the, here's the quote. Uh, all right. It's by Anne Handley. She's, a, she's sort of a content expert for social media for large companies. So it's all about marketing and whatnot. So here's her quote. Great marketing starts with great stories. Be unique, inspire, and connect. 
How does that hit you? I mean, it, it like hits me right and it gets me going. It's like exactly what I try to do with my content and my game. Just getting the kids to be involved in a story so they want they want to buy into it and they want to figure out what's going to happen and learn about the content that goes with it. So it really like hits at the core of like why I gamify, why I'm using these videos and what I'm trying to do with them. Yeah, I think that the quote perfectly encapsulates what we're talking about in this entire podcast, right? That like we want be unique, inspire and connect, right? We want to connect with those students. We want to inspire those students to learn and soak this up and, and take action. And, uh, I'm hoping by doing the videos ourselves, we are being unique, right? Like we're positioning right. education in a different way for them. And it all starts with those great stories, right? That if you just add that little bit of theme, that little five minute video at the start of your one month unit, I would argue sets a different tone for that one month unit than skipping that five minute video. That's it. Yeah. And I mean, it might be an hour or two of your time, but it, like the payoff's so worth it. It's like, cra- is so crazy, but as she says, you know, every great marketing starts with great story. So take right. that moment. Kind of like a lot of people that do speeches or keynotes or presentations, they start with that that anecdotal story, right? Just that funny, yeah. cool story, and then we all open up, like we're all listening to that speaker a little better. We care a little bit. They've connected a little bit. Same thing with these. You take that yeah. five minutes, and it's worth it for your for your two week, three week unit. Yeah. Well, thanks Adam for, you know, no problem. Walking us through your process and having this great discussion about using videos. Uh, it was truly a pleasure having you on the show again. Yeah. I love being on anytime. So with the rest of you guys, always connect and share your ideas with us at explore like a pirate or wellplayedu.com. We have a hashtag, which we would love you guys to start using, which is hashtag wellplayedu, just the letter there. Uh, Hoping you guys all have a a good week, and check out the show notes. We're going to try to put some links to some of the things we talked about in there, and hope you have a good week, and play on. 